with us today is Governor David Patterson, and uh, he's got some new revelations on a Sunday morning. He had a big party in Albany on Friday. Governor Patterson, tell us what the heck happened on Friday. Friday was the 15th anniversary of the day I took office, which was March 17th, St. Patrick's Day of 2008. And it, with all of the craziness that went on in the week before then to the time that I was sworn in, it got even crazier at different times. The week before, March 10th, I'm in my office and I get this phone call and I am basically apprised of the fact that the governor is going to resign in an hour because he was caught in a prostitution scandal. And so I called up the other state leaders and um, left messages. And the first one to call me back was Senator Hillary Clinton. And she says, Governor, what? She says, uh, is there something uh, going on down there? And I said, yeah, in, in about 40 minutes, I'm going to become governor. She goes, oh, my God, what happened? And I said, no, the governor's health is fine. It's just that he's going to resign. She said, well, why is he going to resign, David? And I thought, how do you explain a sex scandal to Hillary Clinton? So that was how my administration started. But the night before I'm sworn in, um, Bear Stearns had to be bailed out at 2% of its value by the United States government. And Lehman Brothers and other banks would go down in the succeeding days. So here I am, about to be sworn in as governor without very much preparation, and I get a phone call from my office, and they said, President Bush would like to wish you well. So at the time, I was just coming out of the shower. I thought I had to be dressed when the president called. <laughs> no. Now, it's not like he was FaceTiming me or something, but I just felt I had to be dressed, and I just get my tie done. I'm all dressed. President Bush calls up, and John, I swear, because you know him, he says, what's going on up there? <laughs> I said, oh, I guess a whole lot. He goes, man, he said, but my people tell me you can handle it. I said, Mr. President, with all due respect, your people have been wrong before. And, and then I think... This isn't Bush. This is my staff putting up some comedian to, you know, try to lighten the atmosphere for me. But then President Bush says, by the way, um, have you gone in the guest room at the mansion yet? And I said, no. And he said, well, go in there and look. I signed the book. I'm the only president of the United States that ever spent the night in New York's executive mansion. And I'm thinking, boy, am I glad I didn't say something inappropriate to the president of the United States when I thought it wasn't him, but we and went he, on. he spent time, when did he spend time in the uh, mansion? He spent time, I believe, in 2004 with Governor Pataki in the, in the mansion. And so he's the only president that a actually uh, ever spent any, you know, time overnight at, at the executive mansion. Wow. In the weeks afterward, we had this tremendous problem, a problem that's happening right now. Banks going down, the uh Stimulus that drove the economy and inflation up, affecting the population. And then, of course, the fear that other banks may go down and the recklessness of some people who are in charge of those banks because it really wasn't as much the run on the banks that the consumers were making. It was that these banks were over-investing in highly, uh, in, uh, you know, in... Uh, uh, these different forms of in, of investing. Well, they were they were over. No, they were. If I remember correctly, that far back, they were they were over investing, and they did the. Uh, in, in other words, they did the same deal uh, uh, 
50 times and just did it over and over and over again. And uh, they were highly leveraged, and it became uh, an arbitrage scandal. And currently, they were doing, not only doing it, but they were doing it with cryptocurrency, which is unreliable in the first place, and it's caused a huge mess. But well, the big mess now was created by the Fed raised interest rates so fast that uh, the value of the bonds in the bank's portfolio and the value of the real estate declined so fast. Significantly. And significantly, where it created a problem. But uh, uh, on Friday, uh, we had Barney Frank uh, on, who was on the Signature Board of Directors, and uh, we had D'Amato on last week that was on the Signature Board of Directors. And I don't think they should have closed down Signature Bank and put the shareholders out of business, but they could have put a monitor in there, could yeah. have put monitors well, in both well, situations. Well, right now, John, the uh, Signature Bank's being run by the FDIC, and they have pretty much restored the capacity of those who have resources in the bank, and I'll just tell you, I'm one of them, <laughs> to uh, be able to move their money um, uh, for some period of time. But it really is a bad omen for going into the uh, summer now with some problems, some economic problems in this country that are familiar to me that went on in uh, 2008, 2009, and we have got to avoid uh, any of the mistakes being remade again in just such a short period of time. Wow, let me tell you something. You have some... I, have you written a book yet? Yeah, I wrote a book called Black, Blind, and In Charge. What do you think about that? <laughs> well, I'll tell you, those are some great stories you're telling us. Well, this is um, really kind of a, a, a unique time uh, in, in the country's history because the threats from foreign country are becoming greater and greater. First, they, sh they sent a balloon over here. Then they shot down one of, uh, uh, one of our projectiles. And, uh, and you just get the impression they are testing how far we're going to take it before we hit back. And it's interesting because it's even caused a, a, an issue in the Republican Party between two prominent conservative leaders, one of them the senator from Florida, Marco Rubio, and the other the governor from Florida, Ron DeSantis, as we try to grapple with how we're going to address uh, these situations, which are no longer coincidences, they're no longer accidents, they seem uh, like there's malice aforethought before uh, these actions are being taken, and we've got to do something and also get the other free countries of the world with us uh, before we uh, really get in a situation where we might be technologically overmatched against the Chinese or the Russians. Well, that's a, that's a, a tragedy, and uh, we better solve that problem real fast. Um, well, it's a Sunday today. Governor Hochul has only a couple of weeks left uh, for April 1st, the deadline for that budget. Have you heard anything new? Well, I haven't heard anything new. Uh, they say they're negotiating and they're, they're trying to work it out. Uh, one of the things that her predecessor, Governor Cuomo, tried was a maneuver that I used in my last year of office, where when you issue the extenders, it's not like issuing a budget proposal. The legislature has to vote your extender up or down. And I settled the budget crisis in 2010 by putting it out there. Uh, God rest his soul, but you should have seen the look on Speaker Shelley Silver's face when I did it. And the 
legislators did not want to shut the government down, so they had to pass it. Governor Cuomo had the advantage of telling them prior to the budget deadline that they better work it out or he was going to use that same option and he was able to pass the budget 10 of the 11 years that he was in office doing it that way. So there is a strong possibility that Governor Hochul can if she chooses to. Governor Hochul, uh, she has the power. We have two big dates here. April 1st for what happens in New York City, New York State, and April 4th, what happens in Chicago. Any predictions on Chicago? Paul Vallis is the, is the chancellor He's, of the school system, right. and uh, uh, Dan, Dan Johnson, Johnson is the uh, opponent. I think uh, Vallis will win. Well, it's good against evil. It's about common sense versus more woke culture. I hope you're right, Governor Patterson. Uh, if, if I'm wrong, I will... Uh, We're not moving to Chicago. Right. <laughs> no, not at all. I'm, I'm only... Uh, although, when I pass away, John, I've asked to be buried in Chicago so I can still be in the political process. Well, you can vote more often. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Thank you, Governor Patterson, and we'll catch up again real soon. Thank you. Take care.